Hi, I'm Madeline, and you're listening to Little Asian Big World. This is my private journal, except it's not really that private anymore because I put it on the internet. Today's uh, entry topic is something that's very near and dear to my heart because it's something I've had a roller coaster with. Uh, in 17 years, you don't really think that you can have much experience or a lot of turmoil with something as seemingly simple as friendship because you sit and you think well at two three four five whatever years old at a very very young age we're sitting there and we're learning to make friends and we're having learning social skills and it's easy then and i would argue that the most pure form of friendship is when we are at our youngest um two three four years old and we're making friends without a socially constructed bias it doesn't matter what color hair they have what color their skin tone is it doesn't matter what if they're a boy or a girl it doesn't matter if you know their hair is done a little different it doesn't matter because all that matters is how they treat you and how you treat them and how harmonious you know it can you are together and I think it's truly beautiful and we lose sight of what friendship should be in its purest form but also it's kind of not because we don't really have a knowledge of what friendship should look like from a biblical standpoint which is the standpoint that matters the most so today's entry will be very much so more personalized to my experience because I I can't give you every single detail and emotion and yada 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 of 7 billion people on the planet because friendship is a relationship and like every relationship it is subjective to the person and it is subjective to the people involved and I can't tell their stories but I can tell mine and my experience and my thoughts so here they are um before I get started though there are a couple things I want to say I'm so 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 sorry for the way my voice sounds it is October it is allergy season it is fall and obviously mine are in full swing um there's not much I can do about it I I know it's awful to hear it's not great to experience but it's something that I have to deal with and it's not gonna stop me from you know talking because there's little that does stop me and in the last entry we were talking about dreaming and how it is important to let your mind wander so that you can contemplate things and you can think and you can exercise you know your thoughts excuse me in your mind and what you think and challenge yourself but also you have to take your thoughts captive and I said take your thoughts captive like 20 billion times and I didn't make a full comprehensible statement and I'm so so sorry so here it is a little a little what I was trying to say you have to take your thoughts captive set a holy filter and apply a Christ-like mindset to yourself because there are so many ways to fall into sin your thoughts are a really really big factor and a very easy way to be attacked and to revert back to your flesh if you do not have a holy filter then you are not fully striving for holiness so make sure you are guarding your heart from your sinful mind because it will indulge in sin you give it an inch it'll take a mile don't give yourself the opportunity to fall and that's what i wanted to say a little late but better late than ever so you sit down and you think about friendship and all these things come into your mind i know for me my mind is moving a million miles a second there's so many experiences and thoughts and memories that come up and i can't really just like pin one and think about it because something else is coming in the way and i don't often times want to indulge in that and sit and think but i did because i feel like it's something that's important to me and it needs to be thought about and it needs to be talked about to me friendship is love trust accountability consistency and so so much more it's very much a limitless 
not limitless. It's very hard to describe because there are very, very, very many. There are very many factors and ways to describe it and experiences. But in its whole, you sh it should strive to be a Christ-like relationship because even though friendship doesn't feel like it, we don't think of it as that. It is a relationship and it's very, very important that it is to be in the light of Christ and it should be, you know, ordained because at the end of the day, he has all power in his plan will reign forever because his plan and his purpose is better than our excuses and things will happen whether we like it or not but that's kind of besides the point I love to go on a tangent we friendship is different because it has an undeniable compatibility almost immediately I don't really know anybody that I've just become friends with and at the very first time that I saw them, I was like, um, I don't really like you. I'm not going to talk to you again. And then suddenly we're besties, right? There's always like, no matter how big that spark is, it's undeniable that there is that spark of friendship. No matter if the relationship has taken a long time to show up or if it was just completely immediate and you're besties from day one. But it's very much driven by all the things that I said before and more, but also curiosity friendship should also have genuine transparency you know true friendship you should be able to listen and be open without the fear of betrayal and judgment and that's a very big attribute of friendship in my opinion because you can't be friends with someone that you have to hide everything from all the time and we see a lot of the times that friendship is done for the wrong reasons I know that I've seen it um, social media and in person but it's just coming from a place of malice and trying to get ahead and trying to be the best and I don't it's very it's not good but genuine friends <laughs> genuine friendship has genuine transparency compatibility consistency accountability all these things and also understanding and acceptance we're not accepting sin but we're accepting who we as people truly are we're broken and we're in need of a savior every single person and so that's where we move from that mindset because that's how we get pushed towards holiness because we're all going to come with our baggage and our burdens and some people are more compatible than others but if you just beat them down for being broken things aren't going to work out and no one has life figured out we're all just trying to help each other be pushed to holiness, to greatness, to achieving amazing things, and to be to being amazing people. No one has life figured out, but through community and counsel and friendship, we are supported. And that's, in to me, the very basis of friendship. And the very reason that we have it is because we can't do anything our own through, you know, the body of Christ, through community, through a support system, that's the only way that we're going to make it. And before you think about giving advice or you think about, um, before you're given advice and, you know, you're contemplating and you're thinking about it, remember that advice should be given from ultimate wisdom and genuine love and you can't get that apart from Christ. Friendship is a place of connection, of and for community overall. That's like... A big big thing about friendship that we just kind of forget we forget that the purpose of friendship is to grow together and not to just like <laughs> like we want to do life with them obviously but that's not the point of it the point of friendship is to grow together and to push each other as iron sharpens sharpens iron it's a big a big big thing about friendship is accountability and that seems to be a recurring theme. I've said it over and over again. But it's true, you know. You have to hold each other to a higher standard. And you have to hold each other to a place where you can grow. But also understanding when each other stumbles. And picking each other up. And giving each other counsel. Like, 
I can't explain it other than community. Friendship is a blessing, and we can acknowledge our brokenness. It's not just a me problem. We realize that we aren't alone, because the second that we're alone, everything's going to go terribly. You know, there are many, many verses, and there's one later on that I know that I wrote down, but there is one in Ecclesiastes, and it says, two is better than one. You know, we are meant, not ever meant to truly be alone. Because people who are blessed with singleness, you see that they have a very good support group of friends. And people who, you know, even if they are married, they do tend to have friends. Or they tend to, you know, just have their spouse or whatever. There's always a sense of support and other people helping and building you up. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you're already doing. Right? That's what friendship is. It's being a support system and also you know just having the truest and best and purest intentions for somebody that you love and you have a connection with now with all this said that's very intense and it probably doesn't even cover the half of it but in my 17 years of experience this is about all that I can come up with that is you know understandable to you because I love to speak in circles and not really make sense I personally don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> I have um, four or five very, very close friends that we have like, almost a sibling type relationship. And then I have some friends that we aren't as close, but I know I could call them for anything. And so I would say I have about nine to 12 friends if I sit down and count. I literally can use my fingers. That's just the way I prefer it. And I feel like that's the way uh, God preferred it too. And I have a verse supporting that later, but we'll get more into it. Most of these have been from literal day school. Like day one really, really means day one. We were two, three, four in the same class, you know, playing, <laughs> playing in recess at the church day school and now we're here we're juniors in high school and we still made it that far and that's really really cool to me and if it wasn't day school it was elementary school you know I live in a small town there's not a lot of <laughs> options not that that's bad not that that's great it's just I simply don't have a lot of people here to choose from to be friends with um and that opens up when you can start to drive but I I feel like as a person you don't You've already developed whether you're open to making new friends or not uh, by the time you can drive. So, you know, I'm one of those people that's like, I'm content with what, who I have in my life. We have all fluctuated closeness, but we have remained within reach. I have a core group, like I said, of about five. And right now I could call any of them at this given second and tell them, you know, if I had a flat or if I, you know wanted to go get Duncan or ride around or like they would be here and uh, if they couldn't they would they would wish to be but it's a we all have a very tight relation close relationship now and one of the closest that I can think of is Jake and I've talked about him before so he won't really mind but in this small town, everybody knows everybody. So when you think Madeline, you think Jake and vice versa, you know. And I'm very, very thankful for these relationships that I have because I know that I'm very, very blessed. I sit here and I think, I'm like, how did I deserve this? Because it's a very movie-type relationship. Does that make sense? It's like the best friends, the neighbors, and they come over and they see each other every day and yada, yada, yada. I get to experience that on a day-to-day -day basis of like talking to these people and getting to see them and I don't know it's a very movie type relationship that I know many are searching for and I just I don't know it makes me excited to think about because there are so many people in this community here that I don't mesh with and they don't mesh with me and that's fine because I'm not going to mesh with everybody I'm going to obviously show Christ like love but if I was to sit with them in a room by myself for two hours, like, it wouldn't be the most <laughs> um, steady conversation, you know? But I'm just, even in that, I'm very glad that I found, you know, the people that like to stay, like to be around me. 
Um, recently, though, we've all connected again because we fluctuate. A lot of it depends on, you know, driving and when you can see each other. And it's gotten a lot, we've all gotten a lot closer just because we can drive and we can see each other. But we've connected as a group. And we've all become closer than ever. And I think it's really rare to find these this many people that, like, mesh so well. That we can all sit in a room and we can sit and talk for hours and we can watch a movie and we can drive around and we can go get Dunkin' and we can, you know, do all these things just about hitch-free. And I've met some new friends about four or five in the past four years or so. And I am so thankful for them because they came at the right time. And it's not that I haven't known these people my entire life. It's just... You know, his timing. They came when they were supposed to come into my life and me into theirs. I'm very thankful for that. Um, Like I said, we have most of my very close friends. We have a very, like, sibling-like bond. It's, a, it's always been, like, a slow burn into, like, getting closer and closer. But also, we have that instant connection and we've just continued to grow together. And this right now is the best place that I personally have ever been friendship-wise, and I'm very, very thankful. And I was sitting down, and I was sitting here, and I was thinking, you know, about how we have a movie-type relationship and how close we are and how well things are going. I'm like, I need to, like, sit and talk about this and think about it. And so here I am. It's just, it's inspiring to me that I have a community that is very Christ-driven. And I'm, I don't, I don't know how I got to be this lucky, right? I have, you know, like, my 9 to 12, like, friends. Like, I would call them, you know, and they'd be here in 10 minutes. But I have a a bunch of acquaintances, I would say. But something very interesting to me that we have a social construct of is ranking friendships. So, and I don't think that should be the way it is. It disvalues all of your other relationships. It makes unnecessary problems. We are such problematic people. I keep saying that, but I can't help it because we are. Like, why aren't we satisfied with simply growing with other people? Why do we have to be first, you know, in line to be comfortable? Uh, Like, of course, we all need to be wanted, but insecurity creeps in when we start to put people in rank. Is something I've heard. Not heard. Something I've seen. It's just like... Why do I have to be number one all the time to be, you know, the best, to be comfortable? That's that's something I've struggled with understanding and deciding. And I've just kind of, I've tried to make it clear that I want to spend time with each and every person that I call to be a friend and especially to be like a sibling. And I don't want to like put y'all in order of best to least. Like that's so degrading. I don't... I just think that it's something we need to fix. And I say that we don't need to have a lot of friends because um, Proverbs 18, 24 says, one with many friends may be harmed, but there is a friend who stays closer than a brother. And so we can't find those sibling-like relationships if we're out busy trying to maintain 20 friendships, 30 friendships, trying to entertain everybody when we can't even sit down and look at ourselves because part of friendship is um, introspection. I think that's the right word, whatever. And we can't fully do that if we're putting other people first and not Christ. And, you know, it's just tiring. It's awful. Have you ever tried to have multiple friends and multiple friend groups and having to entertain them and having to please them and making sure that they're comfortable? Like, I would much rather have, you know, my four or five or, you know, six or seven, whatever, type friends that they're so secure in our relationship because we spend so much time together and we know each other so well and we know that all of our motives come from a genuine place um, of accountability and love and trying to strive for holiness and push each other towards that goal than having just, like, 20 mediocre friendships where I don't even know their favorite color. That's so harmful. We are called to love everyone as our own, but we also should be careful who we confide in. That's important because it's important to share our stories. Most importantly, how we were made new because that's the only story that truly matters. That's how we make connections. 
but not everyone is meant to be our besties, and that's something I've struggled with in the past. It's like, okay, you know my favorite color and what I wore um, last week. We're going to be besties, you know, especially when I was younger, when I was in day school, when I met Jake and Colin specifically. <laughs> I've talked about both of them before. We, I, before I became friends with them, keep in mind, this is like four-year-old drama, okay? I did not have the spit as much spitfire as I have now. I was very insecure. I was I always wanted to be at the top. I was striving, you know, to be number one. And what I don't know. I was the popularity was very important to me at four years old, and I struggled with that through elementary school. And then I got to middle school, and I didn't care because here you re you quickly realize, you know, who's popular, who's not, who's known by association who's just known you know and that just like it was so draining and you always had to have this like very toxic mindset of like okay I can do x y and z with um Sammy T and then we'll be besties instead of Sammy T and um spicy <laughs> spicy oh my god <laughs> but you know what I mean Instant connections shouldn't be mistaken for permanent connections. Pursue that relationship with wisdom. You know, we don't have to be liked by everyone. Not everyone meshes like that. We won't be liked by everyone, nor do we need their approval, nor do we like everybody. So why would we expect everybody to like us? You know, we love everybody, but not everybody's just like, well, you know, let's spend hours together in a car and willingly every single week. <laughs> you know what I mean? All Christ followers are called to unity through the body of Christ. No other organization of people can do that because we're not doing it in our own power. We're doing it in the power of Christ through Christ. Romans 12, 4 through 5 says, Now, as we have many parts in one body, and all parts do not have the same function in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Now, I'm going to say this and people are going to not be comfortable but we don't truly matter until we're part of the body of Christ, until we're part of the body of Christ because we're trash. Uh, we're bro we're broken. We are jars of clay and um, we aren't made new yet. We are in completely indulgent in sin and we walk away from the Father and we aren't fulfilling our purpose which is to glorify him by decision. Right? You know, like the best way for you you to understand that is to understand who you are and to completely surrender. And I was listening. This is, like, kind of irrelevant, but I was listening. There's this guy on TikTok, and he does these, like, Bible studies, and they're really good. And I didn't really discover them until recently, so I've been listening to the podcast, trying to keep up, because he records them. Um, I think his name his name is, like, Elijah Lamb. Uh, dude, I love you. I absolutely love you. I love your obedience. If you ever somehow listen to this. But... Um, that was what he was talking about last night and it really just hit me it was like okay I've been it made sense to me and something I've been trying to make sense of and I'm just dude I'm thankful for you if you're listening to this if not I don't care those of you who are there on TikTok their lives like go come like come on come listen or if you just want to listen to the podcast or like the YouTube thing I think he said he has like go do that but <sighs> Like Romans said, we, we're all part of one body, and that's how we have power, and it's through Christ, and that's how we matter. We have a purpose, you know? But I think I just kind of went on a tangent. I think I made sense. I don't know. I used to think I was alone, and then I had no one. It was a very dark time. My life was not good. Um, my mental health was deteriorating uh, <laughs> because I didn't have community. You know, I rested in my own power. I had no community for a very, very long time, and I just simply existed, you know. Um, I, I did not have a good relationship with Christ. I was not obedient. I did not spend time with him. I did not, you know, try to further his kingdom. I, I was just, like, existing in sin while I was made new, and those two things, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, don't go together. And this weakened me and left me vulnerable to spiritual, mental, emotional attacks, 
and um, this time in my life reflected a battle I was going through. I was just not, just not having a good time. And when you're, I'm already a negative person, and that's something I'm working on. But like, it was really bad. If you knew me in middle school, I am so so sorry. And there is nothing. I mean, nothing you could do. Nothing you could pay me to make me relive middle school. It was so bad. I hated middle school. Like, <laughs> that's the worst three years of my existence. And just the fact that I was going through some spiritual and warfare and mentally was not in a good place. Just not, did not make it any better. And I felt like I didn't have friends. Like, if you're listening to this and you and you know me in person, um, surprise. But I just kind of felt like I didn't have friends because I didn't know how to be a friend. <laughs> Simply. But, but now I'm here and I had lots of prayer for someone just like anybody who could help me, guide me. And just like, here it's a very showy place. <laughs> it's very uh, superficial. And I wanted somebody who could be very real with me. I, uh, I'm a very blunt person and I don't sugarcoat things. I say things as they are because I don't find time. I don't find it time efficient or, um, worth it to just lie to somebody and you know and just beat around the bush but he provided and I have those people now who can take my sarcasm who can throw it back at me who can throw back you know my dry comments and they know that I'm not just trying to be rude <laughs> this is just like I mean what I say and I say what I mean you know and I've been given those people and I'm really really thankful it may have taken a, a hot second but they're here and I'm very thankful and even though those things still happen, you know, I have my insecurities, they have theirs, I rest, and our relationships are not perfect, but, you know, we're trying to be the best that we can be, and to push each other to the best of our abilities, and to be as patient and kind and loving with each other as we can be, you know, I rest in the fact that I have friends, I rest in the fact that I have community, our existence, you know, is for a purpose it's we're living together we're not just existing which is something that's huge for me something i think about all the time how do you exist like go beyond existing how do you truly live right and there obviously the very answer is you know for christ because it's this is his life and not mine but to me i'm thinking about those little details <laughs> like how do I do that on a day-to-day -day basis? How do I do that um, with a, a five-year plan? Because I'm a junior in high school, and college stuff is getting thrown at me all the time, and ACT stuff, and scholarships, and I personally want to crawl in a hole and die because it is awful. And so I sit here and think, okay, how in the world am I supposed to simply live and live for Christ and live well and I don't even know what college I'm going to or what I want to do with my life you know that's just something I think about and I think many people have that struggle and I was going to do an entry about it but it was very very negative and I don't want to put anything out there that's like completely negative and overwhelming to the point where you also you're just put in this obsessively negative mindset that's where I lie most of the time I'm a negative person. It's awful. I'm sorry to anybody who has to endure it. But I don't know. On a lighter note, what are some of our favorite things to do, me and my friends? <laughs> we love to ride around, just be teenagers in a small town. Like, all that stuff that you see on TikTok about going to Sonic and ride around, that's our form of escapism, man. Because here the world is suffocating because you have to be absolutely just right all the time. You have you ha you can't drop face. You have to save face all the time. Your reputation, your reputation is the most important thing in your life. You have to constantly and consistently be amazing ten out of ten and who you are expected to be, which is somebody who is good and someone who is reputable and someone who someone would be proud of. <laughs> And it's here a lot of the times. I'm I'm thankful for where I live. I'm, I know that where I am is probably where, it, not probably, is where I need to be. Um, but 
it's just overwhelming sometimes. And riding around in a car with your friends and talking about life for hours on end and listening to music and getting Sonic or coffee or loaded teas. Ugh, I love loaded teas. I almost got one today, but I personally am broke all the time. I had to put gas in my car. So, do you know what that means? I don't have tea money. And we love to talk about school. Most of my friends are really, really big nerds like me. We like to compare books. We watch movies a lot because, I mean, there's really nothing else that we can do here. And we <laughs> we talk about grades and school and the ACT and our future a whole lot. But we love to talk about school to an unhealthy degree, I'm pretty sure. But <laughs> I don't know. It just makes me laugh. But, like, that's just what we like to do. We love to pretend that we're in a coming-of-age movie. I know I do. Me and Katie, we love to just, like... Well, Katie does this. I haven't done it yet. No. We love to plate smash. Like, we're just getting rid... Like, that... That type vibe, you know? I don't know how to explain it. It's just that vibe. That's what we want. We sit in fields. We sit in cars. You know? <laughs> we don't do a lot. We're sitting here in our coming-of-age movie... And we're just trying to learn to move past existence and live for the Lord. And we don't know what we're doing, and we're doing it together. And if that is not the definition of being a teenager, I don't know what is. It's like if, if an, uh, the perks of being a wallflower, like, you know, that first, like, 45 minutes, an hour, that's my life on repeat on repeat. I don't party. Um, I wouldn't even know how to get to a party, honestly. Uh, <laughs> me and my friends were homebodies and we sit and we watch movies and we drive around and we see the same stuff over and over again. But we do go to this bigger town about 30 minutes away and they have this coffee shop. Let me tell you, it's <laughs> amazing. Um, 10 out of 10. I love it. But I just sit there and we love to question existence we love to talk about jesus share our struggles be transparent imagine and dream outlandish things are very logical possibilities you know we just like to sit we're dreamers because in a small town you can't help but be that be a dreamer you know we help each other out with whatever whenever and i'm very thankful that, to have these people in that type of community and relationship i think i've said that 20 times but i can't tell you how grateful i am now we've been a long way childhood puberty teen years right i'm almost at high school and then we're about to start you know this is about when your coming of age movie starts right you know 17 and you're filling out college at looking at colleges and it's about to start college tours and college apps and everything just seems to be awry and then some big um arc happens and yada 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 maybe a love triangle you know maybe we discover who we are Maybe we discover how to be, how to exist, not how to exist, how to live. Right, endless possibilities. We've been through sickness, stress, heartbreak, failed relationships, personal struggles, tears, death, moments of joy, mo movie moments, spiritual stumbles, the pressure of the future, a global pandemic, political uproars, disagreements, understandings, you know, a southern small town. That's a, in a category on its own. And not to just like diss where I live. It's just like every place that you live is going to have its struggles. And this is the one, one of the ones where I live. And it's undeniable. And I won't just like pretend that it's not there. And we just have years of non-refundable memories that are way too numerous to count or recall. And I'm, we just, you name it. I feel like we've probably been there for a second, for days, for a year. Right? We've been through two, four, 16 years of life that are undeniably hard. No matter how long you've been on this earth, life sucks. <laughs> you know, sin is rampant. And it just ruins, you know, who we are as people and our experience here. And then you go to Christ and things get better. But they also get worse. You know, the hardships of life don't have an age limit. And neither does God's plan. Yet We make mistakes. We've done all these amazing things. We've picked each other up and we've learned. We've also celebrated for all the high moments we've got to experience together. Um, I can't describe it any other way than we have lived 16 years, 2 years, 4 years together of life that are undeniably hard. <laughs> And I would not take back a second of it, especially with these people. And you sit here and you think, okay, this is really good. 
I like it. I'm finally to a place of good community. I'm finally to a place where, you know, I feel supported and loved. And But, like, where are we going? You know, I have no idea. It's terrifying. The possibilities are endless. That's terrifying on its own. And I just, where are we going to be in five years? A year? Ten years? Right? Because uh, now we start making our own decisions and we aren't exactly trapped by the same circumstances here. So we have the opportunity to move and grow and do different things. So where, what does that mean for our relationships? And that's very terrifying to me. I think about college a lot. Because, you know, junior year. <laughs> and I'm just like, what, if, what, what happens when we don't all go to the same college? Will we still keep in touch? You know, even the best friends. The bestest of friends that you hear over time when you go to college, everything all seems to fall apart. And why is that? You know, the people, especially in small towns that you've been around for 18 years, all this, it's just gone with the wind. 18 years down the drain. Or you have the opposite spectrum and you're stuck here forever and you don't ever grow and you don't ever develop into your own person and you don't ever experience the world outside of this southern small town. We don't ever experience how to live for like on our own decision that's very scary to me i don't know if it's scary to you but i know that we will have continued growth spiritually mentally emotionally physically all of it you know we're gonna grow we just don't know all of the plans and i'm such a control freak i i want to know how when where what all the details i want to know every single thing and, uh, <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going to college, let alone these nine, twelve people that I, like, I, like, I love, you know? Like, we're supposed to go through life together. And it's, like, why does this have to end? I sound whiny. It's my voice. But I also am whiny right now. That's just something I struggle with, like, <laughs> that was not English. That's something that I struggle with. And I don't know, really... I don't know. That's all. And I sit here and I'm like, we've lasted this long. How? You know? We would not have lasted this long without Christ. These relationships, I know on my end, have been put in place for a purpose. And, you know, there's not many options for friends here. We've had to stick it out. We've had to learn what it means to be faithful to one another and loyal. And, um... (laughs) We have this collective burden, I know. I saw this TikTok. And um, it was like, so you're the good kids, you know? You can't, like, what happens when you, like, actually do something that's a little bit, you know, out of the ordinary? It's not bad. It's just not out of the ordinary. Why do you feel guilty, you know? You're the good kid, right? All that stuff. I was like, oh, so this is the for you page. <laughs> right? I don't know. It's so, I don't, there's nothing to do here except party, and you know when people party, and you know who, and you know what they did over the weekend. Word travels fast here, you don't have secrets, and uh, it's just, we've just kind of been banded together by these feelings, and also kind of by choice, too. I don't know going in circles, contradicting myself. If this that wasn't true, this wouldn't be my podcast. Um, by accepting our imperfectness and the need for our Savior, we've realized, you know, hey, we can't do this by ourselves. We need friends. We need true friends. We need people who actually care about us and not just an advantage and using us for a social climb. And we've all kind of gotten into this habit of learning forgiveness because me and Jake, when we're together, we are spitfire. (laughs) We push each other's buttons. We push everybody else's buttons. And one of the things I love about me and Jake's relationship is we can literally be yelling at each other for two hours about how we hate each other. And then, you know, we can just kind of take some time apart, like a day or two, and then we can just forgive each other and we always end up okay. And we talk it out a lot and that's something I'm very thankful for forgiveness even though like I'm not great at it I have an opportunity to practice it and I have somebody who's equally you know struggling with that so we can help navigate it together help push each other 
you know, we as a friend group can count each other, count on each other to pick each other up when the when the other falls and to give us tough love. Ecclesiastes four ten says, For if either falls, his companion can lift him up. But pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. We are made for community. We are made for companionship. You know, we've had open ears and open minds because we're imperfect and we don't always understand the struggles that other people are going through. I'm very guilty of that. When somebody does something that I don't understand or, you know, um, and they're letting something affect them a certain way, I'm just like, why? Because that's personally not one of my weaker points, but, you know, this over here, my pride is a huge one. Um, that's getting in the way. So I have trouble, like, trying to understand and stop and listen. And But through the years, I've gotten a little bit better. And, you know, being able to debate things, being able to be open and talk about them, that's been a huge thing. Because all of us are very, 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 very competitive people. <laughs> like, it's laughable. <laughs> and um, we always want to be right. And some of us kind of just digress quicker than others. I am not <laughs> those. I'm hard-headed, very stubborn, you know, making myself sound great. But <laughs> being able to debate on things and talk them out, that's been a really, really useful tool that we've been able to use to keep together and, you know, be able to voice opinions. But part of debating is listening, and I think we've gotten much better at that, and we're we still have room to grow. Even in our imperfect, <laughs> even in our imperfectness, we, you know, Christ followers, we're held to a holy standard, and that's a big way that me and my friends we push each other to Christ and we hold each other accountable. You know, reminders of like, hey, you said you weren't going to stumble on this, and I'm going to help you and remind you, hey, this might. This might make you stumble, you know, X, Y, and Z. We listen. We're willing to call each other out with love and gentleness, which is a big thing. We try to empathize. We pray over each other, and whether, you know, it's private or not, we respect boundaries. And the biggest thing about relationships is being able to have hard conversations. And I feel like friendship is the best way to train us to learn to, uh, to train us to, getting the nitty-gritty stuff that we don't want to hear about. It's just a great place where you can come if, you know, your relationships are rooted in Christ, that you know that things aren't exactly going to be of your own mind. They're going to be biblically supported, which is very encouraging to me, you know. Boundaries are good, and we, we respect them. I don't remember if I said that, but we very much respect boundaries. Especially, you know, with, like, parental stuff and how, you know, things are need to go and be, whatever. And I, I'm just very... I looked back, and I sat, and I thought, I was like, wow, okay. These things are really good. And so... I want to talk about them, and I want to be thankful for them. And I'm not trying to brag and be like, my friendships are the best. You need to get like us. No, it's just like I've been there. Like, I've been the highs and the lows, and I'm just, I don't know how I got to be put where I am today with the people I have. And I wanted to talk about them and thank them because uh, I don't tell them that enough. I'm very, uh, I don't talk about emotions I don't deal with them I just put them in a box and I put the key uh well I lock it first obviously and then I take the key and I throw it in the ocean <laughs> never to be seen again and so um, I'm trying to get better at that and you know this whole thing is just like this whole thing being the 44 minutes I've been talking about these people so it's, it's basically it tells you how I've been blessed, but here's a little recap. The feeling of community, the ability to be transparent, understood, and supported. So many memories. <laughs> like, you sit here and you're like, wow, like I'm going to sit and tell people about this. Obviously, I'm going to sit here and tell if I have kids about it, you know. Accountability, the ability to stretch my mind, talking for hours on end, debating and contemplating. The best people that to spend the past 16-ish years with 
and relationships of a lifetime for a lifetime. You know, those people that you sit and you think and you look at them and you're like, I want to do life with you forever. You can't leave me. I can't leave you. And I have a lot of insecurities and struggles involving friendship because I'm not perfect. You know, I a lot of the time I feel burdensome because one of my um, love languages is quality time. And I love, like, I will spend every single day with you and we don't even have to talk. I will just sit in the same room or, you know, and I like... I like to spend time with people, but is it too much time for them? Because not other that's not other people's love languages. And that my my wants don't always go with everybody else's schedule or my schedule. You know, so sometimes I can feel a little burdensome. And it's just like, no, I can't today. She's like, oh, okay. And she's like, the next day, it's like, no, I still have to do this for school or I have to do this for X, Y, and Z or whatever, church. I'm just like, oh, okay. And it's not that, like, they just try to ignore me. It's just like we're all very busy people and not always our schedules align. And I tend to take that to heart because I'm sensitive for no reason. For literally no reason. But that's something I'm trying to work on. Because I, and another thing is, I love to overshare. <laughs> um, I could tell you some very personal things and not think twice about it. But you're like, why did you tell me that? <laughs> you know, and people don't really always respond very well. But I'm very, the the people I'm around, they tend to take it pretty well, but sometimes I just get a little insecure because I don't notice it, and then I'll think about it later. I'm like, oh, I probably didn't need to say that. That's a little much. Um, how have I not scared them away already? But I mean, if I haven't scared them away by now, they're not going anywhere unless, you know, I murder somebody or kill a man over in some Texas roadhouse, but you never know. And that's something that, again, control freak, you never know. I struggle with. It's an insecurity. What will I do when it ends, you know? Because it's like all good things seemingly come to an end. So what happens when this really, really great thing that's happened to me, you know, sitting and talking on the phone until for hours and hours on end until 2 a.m. And we don't even realize that it's 2 a.m. We're just kind of like, oh, it's probably late. I'm kind of tired. I'm going to go to bed. And then we look at the clock and it's 2 a.m. We've been FaceTiming for four hours. And we, before then, we've been talking like what am I gonna do when when I don't have those people to talk to anymore and they don't want to talk to me and whatever what happens when we hang out for the last time you know there's a um I keep talking about TikTok but I spend way too much time on TikTok there's this trend and it's I wish you would know that you're in the good old days before the good old days are gone or like the last time that you hang out and all this other stuff and like well like you're sitting here reminiscing and you're not moving forward but also don't you deserve time to mourn something like this you know she's like why can't I bring them with me for the rest of my life I want this relationship to continue to grow and flourish and do all these things I wanted to take them with me wherever I go wherever they go I want to be with them not like physically it's just like we never stop growing and loving each other and pushing each other because, I mean, I'm gone 16, 17 years. And, like, I don't really know what I'm going to do without it. Um, why is there, like, why is there a possibility, though, even that our relationship will end? Like, why will that end? And But then I have to sit and realize that, you know, I have a relationship with the one who is eternal and our relationship will never end. And he's given me these things and I should take them, thankfully, and I do. It's just I sit here and, like, I want more because I'm selfish and I'm awful, you know? I don't know where we'll all be in a year, five years, ten years. Is our relationship strong enough to last, like, the test of time and life and all this stuff? You know, is will we make it? Can we make it? You know, will they remember me? Am I forgettable? Was our relationship just all in my head? That's something I struggle with, too. I struggle with, like, making things about myself, obviously. And I don't know. I I guess that makes me human that I don't ever want the good things to end. Did it mean as much to them as it did to me? You know, is it one-sided? That's so hurtful when things are one-sided. You know, did my faults get in the way too much? Like I said, pride is huge for me. It's literally so painstakingly disruptive in my life. And that's um, a burden that I have to conquer and try to and I have to um, 
submit to God and all these other stuff. I'm shaking my head right now because I can't remember the word that I was supposed to say. But that's just what it is, you know? What I like what am I gonna do when I feel like eighteen years has gone down the drain? And maybe, hopefully I won't. But obviously I'm very selfish and you know, like I keep saying, am I being a good friend? You know, am I letting my everything and myself get in the way? Like all these insecurities that I have, they just kind of constantly run through my head. And a lot of the times I feel like I just push people to be my friend. Like I'm okay, you're my friend now and you can't leave. <laughs> but obviously like I, I, if they want to leave, they can leave. But I just feel like sometimes I force things that shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> I really started to get, I'm re I really love to expose myself and get personal. But some things that I need to start relying on is, you know, his plan, the fact that we are claimed as his and that, you know, they won't actually ever go away. We'll c there's going to be a time where we're completely and incandescently content and happy because there will be no sin in the world. And his plan, and he's in complete control. Good thing he is because if I was, this world would be a complete wreck. It'd be like, you know, the Cher show? No, the Madeline show. Except, you know, it's not a show. It's reality. But Proverbs 19, 21, it says many plans are in a person's heart, but the Lord's decree will prevail. Isaiah 43, 1 through 2. Now, this is what the Lord says. The one who created you, Jacob, and the one who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. I will be with you when you pass through the waters and when you pass through the rivers. They will not overwhelm you. You will not be scorched when you walk through the fire, and the flame will not burn you. And then... Romans eight thirty eight through 39 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created things will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. And those are things that I am trying to rest more wholeheartedly in. Because um, I don't. I rest in my own power. And that's a struggle. But... Even in all of that, I've been blessed beyond compare. And something I'm trying to do is I have, I'm trying to show that I'm thankful for them more. This is part of that, I guess, too. And I'm writing them letters, and they'll get them. I think y'all are getting them at Christmas, if you ever listen to this. Um, I'm just trying to be a better person and a better friend, and I think we all are. And this is where I am currently. <laughs> and the idea of friendship where my friendships are and i thank you so much for listening it means the absolute world to me please make sure to check out the podcast socials they're all in the description and if you like what you hear you know leave a review or rating message me i'd love to talk to you i love you all and you'll be hearing from me soon bye